Well, wokeness is usually a sign that、uh, things are going well in the world. Quiet, peaceful, Nirvana, it is so happy, and also non violent. Actually, no, wokeness is the exact opposite. Hollywood proved that when you decide to say something like a mild joke, it wasn't even that horrible. <laughs> it wasn't like saying she was fat and ugly, you know. All that happened was、uh, somebody mentioned Will Smith's wife's name. I'm, gonna, I'm not going to say the name, Will. Don't, don't come. Ooh, ooh, that hurt. Ooh, damn. But anyway, <laughs> that is wokeness for you. What exactly happened? Well, here's what happened with Chris Rock and Will Smith. You're about to hear it. Here is what they call now in the business the Will Smith. Woke slap. <laughs> Ouch. Jada, I love you. G.I. Jane, too. Can't wait to see it. All right? <laughs> It's, that, was a, that was a nice one. Okay. I'm out here. Uh oh. Richard. <laughs> oh, wow. Wow. So you see exactly what happened there. All of a sudden, he says the joke. All of a sudden, Will Smith comes up on stage and uh, basically uh, teaches him some manners, you know.、Uh, but what exactly, what exactly did Chris Rock say to、uh, Jado about her,、uh, her new look, which is Apparently, in defense of a you know, hair loss condition that she's going through. G.I. Jane, too. Can't wait to see it. All right? <laughs> the next scenes, of course, you see her Will Smith walking up the stage, sauntering up there like he's you know, ready to do battle. I think it's a joke. I mean, you think it's part of the joke, but it isn't. It's a nice one. Okay. Here's a nice one coming up. <laughs> People are laughing. They think it's all part of the act. They think it's all part of the comedy. <laughs> And it was just a bitch slap. Whoa. <laughs> yeah, actually. You know, now he's got to get a new gender for his bathroom pass、uh, as, as far as he's concerned at the Oscars. Because basically, uh, uh, yeah, uh, he is just. Just had,、uh, you know,、uh, he's just had it、uh, done to him at a level <laughs> that、uh, most people ain't seen in a long time at the Oscars.、Uh, actually, any manlyhood, manliness is supposed to be toxic masculinity, but perhaps that's only when white people, Hispanics, and Asians do it. Other groups do it. Hey. It's all part of the game. Maybe. Oh, wow! Wow! Will Smith just smacked the out of me. Lick my name out your mouth. Wow, dude. Yeah. It was a G.I. Jane joke. Keep my wife's name out your mouth. I'm. Okay, so so that's basically what it says, you know. Uh, uh, yeah, Will Smith basically whacked the living daylights out of、uh, out of that thing. Going to, okay? 
And basically, I guess Chris Rock decided not to say it. You can't see any blood coming out of you know Chris Rock's uh, eye or face or whatever. But Will Smith is pretty big. I mean, you know, he probably weighs at least at least two thirty. Uh, <laughs> has the movement and cat-like skills of a professional athlete. So you know, that basically ends that. But the reaction pretty much shows you the difference of what wokeness means for some and not for all. So what exactly do we learn from all this? What are we learning? Yeah, the strangeness of life is that we learn a lot from all of this and everything that is happening with this woke slap attitude that is out there and that the wokeness is working you know, a lot of people are talking about this and that and whatever but at the end of the day economy is worse off than it's ever been i mean the only other comparable time in history that americans can remember something this bad was during the time of jimmy carter it's like going back and being stuck in some kind of twilight zone episode from the 1950s, you know, the one where, where, you know, the guy doesn't realize that he's gone to hell, but he keeps getting everything he wants, but yet it doesn't make them happy. And then they suddenly realize that he's in that other place where he doesn't get what he wants, you know, <laughs> where everything that you get, what you want, isn't exactly what you wanted at the end of the day. That's just the way life is sometimes. And the way it's going right now for the woke set. The left has become so extreme that we now have a justice being nominated to the Supreme Court who testified under oath that she could not say what a woman is. If she can't even say what a woman is, how on earth can she be trusted to say what the Constitution is? And a party that's unwilling to admit that men and women are biologically different in defiance of all scientific and human history is a party that should not be anywhere near the levers of power in the United States of America. Say what you want, but Judge Jackson was unbelievably disrespectful to Republican senators that in many cases were really nicely asking questions. She had total disdain and even hatred for them. And I understand that she's very proud of the fact that she never once voted to support President Trump on anything. She always voted against me and she brags about it. I always voted against Trump. How about that? Is that nice? She always voted against me. people ask me why do you do that why do you uh you know put some top event and then put in a speech by president trump or uh joe rogan or other materials without fully labeling it within the contents you know why because if i were to lead with trump as my topic anchor or some of these other platforms that carry me um wouldn't let me 
Believe it or not, the censorship of the average American right now that what we're going through, whether it's on social media or other platforms, is unbelievable. And that level of censorship is just horrible. And it is just all this woke slapness, I think from Will Smith, I think from other people, the rudeness that we're seeing is partly because of this. It's just because that America is so divided in ways we haven't seen probably since Civil War or Vietnam era or other eras in American history. When the country became so divided that it was just unbelievable, un-American even. United we stand, divided we fall. That's what they say. That's what we're taught. Anyhow, a few more words from the 45th president of the United States, the former president, Donald J. Trump. And I'll leave you with that as we end up today. I'm coming out with more podcasts on this. Today is going to be a five day for 55. <laughs> I'm Mike of New York. Mike, okay, go ahead. Enjoy your day. I do. And I fully intend to. God bless. I have no doubt that President Putin made his decision to ruthlessly attack Ukraine only after watching the pathetic withdrawal from Afghanistan. Yesterday, reporters asked me if I thought President Putin was smart. I said, of course he's smart, to which I was greeted with, oh, that's such a terrible thing to say. The problem is not that Putin is smart, which of course he's smart, but the real problem is that our leaders are dumb. Putin is playing Biden like a drum, and it's not a pretty thing as somebody that loves our country to watch. Just not a pretty thing to watch. You know, I was uh, with Putin a lot. I spent a lot of time with him. I got along with him. I got along with President Xi. I got along with Kim Jong-un. Kim Jong-un is a massive nuclear power. It's a good thing to get along with people, not a bad thing. You can be very tough and get along. In an advanced Western democracy, the peaceful movement of patriotic truckers, workers, and families protesting for their most basic rights and liberties has been violently put down. A line has been crossed. You're either with the peaceful truckers or you are with the left-wing fascists. And that's what's been happening. And the radical left is trying to replace American democracy with woke tyranny. They want to do the same thing to America that Trudeau has been doing to Canada, and much, much worse. Our mission in 2022 and in 2024 is to take on this radical and power-hungry ruling class and to deliver them an electoral defeat so resounding that they are exiled into political oblivion, never, ever to return again. A lot of people ask me, why do you do that? Why do you, uh, you know, put some top event and then put in a speech by President Trump or uh, Joe Rogan or other materials without 
fully labeling it within the contents. You know why? Because if I were to lead with Trump as my topic, Anchor or some of these other platforms that carry me, um, wouldn't let me, believe it or not. The censorship of the average American right now that what we're going through, whether it's on social media or other platforms, is unbelievable. And that level of censorship is just horrible. And it is just all this woke slapness, I think from Will Smith, I think from other people, the rudeness that we're seeing is partly because of this. It's just because that America is so divided in ways we haven't seen probably since Civil War or Vietnam era or other eras in American history. When the country became so divided that it was just unbelievable, un-American even. United we stand, divided we fall. That's what they say. That's what we're taught. Anyhow, a few more words from the 45th president of the United States, the former president, Donald J. Trump. And I'll leave you with that as we end up today. I'm coming out with more podcasts on this. Today is going to be a five day for 55. <laughs> I'm Mike of New York. Mike K. Cohen. Enjoy your day. I do. And I fully intend to. God bless. As your president, I kept my promise and chose Supreme Court justices on the list I gave to the country before the 2016 election. I gave a list of great, brilliant, conservative justices. As your president, I insisted NATO nations start paying their fair share, and they did. Hundreds of billions of dollars started floating in. Hundreds of billions of dollars. And Secretary General Stoltenberg was my biggest fan. He said, I've never believed it because President Obama would go to NATO, make a speech, talk about the weather, the sun, how lovely everyone looks and live. And others would too, including President Bush, how wonderful everything was. And I went and I said, I'm sorry, you're all delinquent. You have to pay up. And they said, well, does that mean you won't protect us if we don't pay? I said, that's what it means. And they said, get out the checkbook and the money flowed in. Billions and billions of dollars flowed in. Oh, these are stories that the fake news doesn't want to talk about. I also warned NATO about the danger of Russia. And look at the consequences on foreign policy. The world rightly had a healthy fear that as president, I would stand strong for American priorities. You remember, though, when so many people in the Democrat Party and during the debates said, he's going to get us into the Third World War with Trump. I'm the one that didn't have any wars. I'm the one that got us out of wars. Look at Iraq. Look at Syria. I was the one that brought us way down in Afghanistan. I brought you down to 2,000 soldiers. The easy part was just getting out. I brought it down from 20,000 soldiers to 2,000 soldiers. The easy part was for Biden to just get them out, let the soldiers stay, the remaining soldiers, and take care of everything. It's called 
Soldiers outlast. I went to a child who was five years old. You've heard me say this. I said, let me ask you a question. I gave him the whole story. Would you take the soldiers out first, or would you take them out last? I'd take them out last. He was five, and he understood. They understood any hostile actions would be met with swift and severe consequence. The world is always safer when America has a strong president. America has to be strong, and it needs strong leadership. And you see what happens when you have bad, weak, or incompetent leadership. It's a travesty like nobody could believe could happen in such a short period of time. The world is always in danger with a weak American president. This coming midterm election is more critical than ever before. I'm asking all of you to fight and work hard to elect candidates that believe in the principles and policies that we hold so dear. This is a tipping point for the country, and the stakes could not be higher. Losing is not an option. We must win in 2022. We must win in 2024. In that process. We are going to help with the House. I think we have a really good chance. I'm working with everybody, including Kevin McCarthy, on taking back the House. I think we have a really good chance on doing it. Uh, likewise, the Senate's going to be a little bit tougher, but the Senate. So I told you that at least eight senators would have lost their race. I could name them, but I don't want to embarrass them. Uh, but that includes Mitch, who was heading south. He called me up. He said, I need your help. And I'm very popular in Kentucky. I love Kentucky. And they love me. Mm -hmm. And I helped him. And he won by the most he's ever won by. So we are going to help with okay. the Senate. Who's and I got, think we have a good chance at the Marco Senate. Rubio. I hear Herschel's name mentioned a lot in Georgia. Herschel would I hear that. Laura Trump's name mentioned a lot in North Carolina. Sununu in New Hampshire. I think he could win that race. I think Ron, so too. Ron Johnson in Wisconsin. Ron Johnson's he's, a great. I'll he's been a great you. senator. He right? is a great. He is much more popular than anybody understands. We don't know who's going to run in Ohio, um, but these we are have all some good candidates in Ohio. So I think we have a real chance at the Senate. I think we have a really, really good chance. Well, tell me what, how far are you willing to go? No, are you going to travel? Away. Are you going to do oh, speeches? Sure, are sure. you going to do rallies for these candidates? If they need a rally, we'll do a rally. We'll do uh, calls. We'll do all sorts of things. No, no, we're all in. Uh, Alabama is going to be a tremendous win with Mo, Mo Brooks. Brooks. We have a tremendous... Look, uh, almost everybody I endorse wins. We had a House seat in Louisiana, a wonderful woman. You know, it just happened. Her husband died of COVID. He was congressman-elect. And she is, Julia, she was fantastic. But a lot of people thought she might not get in the runoff. I endorsed her. She got 65% of the vote. There was no runoff. It's very important that we get the right people. And that means in the Senate. It means in the House. And it also means in governorships, because if you have a good governor and legislature, state legislature, well, that's so important. You know, the legislatures have well, that's where they're going to fix the voting. We've issues. had a lot of great legislators. Unfortunately, the courts refuse to listen, even though it's in the Constitution that they have to. The courts have been very, very HR one. I would I argue usurps the constitutional authority of state legislatures. Now, the big question. Do you two parts? What do you miss the most about being in the White House? And how seriously are you considering 
running again in 2024. I miss the most helping people because I can directly help people. That's why I did it. I, look, this has been a very traumatic. I had a great life, great company, great business, no problems. And now all I do is people go after you. It's, it's vicious. It's horrible. But you know what? I love doing it because I help people. And I've helped them more than any president with the cutting of taxes, with the regulations, with uh, right to try. You're proud you know of how all big right to try is? Huge. Where you don't have to travel to all sorts of different continents to try and get something. We have the greatest doctors in the world, greatest labs. We can use their medicines now. If somebody's terminally ill, they can sign a quick little document. You can use medicine. And, and that's had a huge thing. What are you but most proud of, though? A lot of things. Uh, I'm very proud of the tax cuts. I hope they don't screw it up because the jobs, yeah. you know, we brought back a record. I think so. We brought back a record. Well, it's still not going to be as high as it was. You know, it was really 39 percent. Right. So it looks like it could be a 25 percent. I brought it down to 21. But I'm very proud of that. I'm very proud of the and, and very importantly, the regulation cuts. I'm very proud of what I did for the military. I've rebuilt the military and I've added something called Space Force. It's going to be so powerful, so important. So I've added another, think of it, I've added to the military, hasn't happened since, I guess, 75 years since the Air Force. And the economy pre-COVID, record low unemployment. We had the greatest numbers in the history of the world. We had the greatest economy in history, world. We had the greatest economy. We had the greatest job numbers. We had the great, we're up to 160 million people. We were never even close to that. And if you think of it, I did it twice because then the whole world went down We've come back stronger than any other country in the world. You know, they used to hit me with Germany and France and this and that. Well, they're doing terribly right now. They're all locked down. It's a disaster. They're having riots on their streets. This country is coming back strong. And it's very interesting. Uh, places like Florida and Texas and many others. I mean, I could name many others. Uh, I think in almost all cases run by Republicans. I think in all cases, but they've done so well. And you look, I saw the other day, Michigan. I would say there's been nothing as close, other than for her husband, who was, you know, had free run of the place. I don't think that there's been any state more locked up than Michigan.